our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Hello and welcome to Girls That Invest. Today is Monday, which means today we're bringing you Sticky Money Monday, a weekly advice column where you give us a sticky money situation you're in. Whether your ex owes you money or your flatmate just keeps stealing your oat milk, we are here to give you our unsolicited, unfiltered advice. You are joined today with retired nice girl Sim and with me is expert mean friend Sonia, the friend who tells you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I just want to make something very very clear before we continue on with today's episode. For anyone thinking, why do we keep calling Sonia our expert mean friend? Is she actually mean? Is that a little dig? I just want to make it clear that it's like the mean friend in the sense that they're the honest friend. And sometimes you feel like they're being mean, but they're just telling you what you literally need to hear. I like to think that I provide a devil's advocate sort of point of view with these. So Sonia makes sure that She speaks her mind, but she also makes sure that it comes from the truest place of like, I want this person to do right for themselves. And sometimes they just need to hear it without the sugarcoating. What you hear is truly what you would get if you were her friend in real life. So yeah, no, I'd like to think I'm more of the honest friend. And if I'm not trying to bring another perspective, the people that are writing to us in these sticky situations, I do like to think that I have their feelings prioritized as well. I'm not going to be mean just for the sake of it. So don't worry. Absolutely. Now let's get right into today's sticky money story. Dear Sam and Sonia, We have this expectation that's come about in the last couple of years in our friend group where we spend a lot on doing things for each other's birthdays as well as getting an expensive gift. I'm really trying to get ahead this year and don't know how to set the boundaries. For example, it's my friend's birthday this coming weekend and we're probably going to spend about $1,000 on everything, going away, going out and getting the gift. I'm not sure what to do here. I purposely hosted something cheap for mine as I didn't want to put that cost on everyone else and I shouted all the food and a lot of the alcohol. I don't want to miss out on bonding with my friends but I also want to save money. Please help. I think both Sim and I can relate to this in terms of 
how like our circles will do a gift or like celebrate someone on their birthday, it can feel like it's the hardest thing in the entire world to like not want to inconvenience your friends. Because one, if you're not chipping in, it does make other people's cuts and shares a little bit bigger. And two, it's FOMO. Like obviously you want to spend time with your friends. As you said, you don't want to miss out on bonding with your friends, but you've also recognized that you're at a place in your life where you do want to save money and work on your money goals and do these extra things with your finances. I think this is a great conversation to have with your friends. Depending on how many people are in your group, it's probably likely that other people in your friend group feel the exact same way, but they don't know how to bring it up. Because $1,000 on every friend that you're all shipping in together, that's a lot of money to spend on every single birthday. I can't imagine anyone spending $1,000 on my birthday or vice versa every single year, maybe for your big 30th or your big you know, 21st. I really sympathize with this because it has happened, I feel like, to everyone in the past where you start to, don't get me wrong, I am the biggest celebrator of birthdays. Like I love a good birthday. I will go all out for my friends. I want like the friends that are like, I don't like doing anything. I want to keep it low key. I'm like, no, but we must, we must go out or we must do something at your place. You have to be mindful of people's budgets. And I don't think that our listener who's come in with this concern is doing anything wrong for saying, I'm not comfortable with this kind of budget every single year for every single person, but how on earth do I go about saying that to my friends without, like you said, coming across like I'm going to put this on top of everyone else and kind of push the costs to other people? Like, how do you have that conversation without one, getting FOMO? Because you don't want to say, hey, I'm not coming. That's not the win-win that you're after, but you also don't want to ruin other people's fun. So how does someone like one bring up the conversation but two how do they even say it yeah I definitely agree with you is like if you say that you're not coming then you're just gonna have to do that for every single birthday and if you're not giving a why or like a little bit more context to why you're saying no to people's birthdays if you don't want to bring up the conversation then your friends are going to feel like they've done something wrong or like that you're trying to step away from the group when then that's not really happening so I think a lot of people think it's just easier to say that they're not going to go because they don't want to have that conversation but I feel like a lot of other problems and miscommunication come from just saying no without context For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of a card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication, and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone, powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. 
So how can tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increase revenue, expanded reach, and enhance customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. With how to bring it up, if you guys have a group chat, just maybe saying like hey is anyone free to like come around we can have like a real low-key night there's just a few things that I want to talk about in terms of like money and our birthdays and trips is that not the most weirdest way to start a conversation in a group chat like hey let's have a meeting at my place I want to talk about money and birthdays if you sent that to me I would have been like what is your tight ass up to what is happening Really? Like say it to my face. See, this is, perception is such a weird thing because from where I'm coming from, I would be like, wow, okay, you've set a time to talk face to face. You've prefaced a conversation so people aren't blindsided about what you actually want to talk about. Imagine like hopping to a slumber party and being like, this is going to be so much fun. We're going to watch Love Island. It's going to be chill. We're just going to be talking shit about boys, drama going on in our lives. Imagine bringing up finance. Imagine if this girl like brings up a PowerPoint presentation presentation and it's like you know what (laughs) let's just talk about money and all the issues that I have with it one thing that you'll notice is like with friend groups how you preface something makes it either easier or harder for the rest of the information to hit like if you start off strong I think people are going to be less likely to understand your point of view but if you start off in a way that's like hey this is something that's going to benefit us all and it comes from a place of like concern and consideration I think people will listen to the rest of it better so I don't think she needs to like set out a separate time I think you can just bring it up in the group when you're all together and the way that I would go about saying this is along the lines of hey guys I was wondering if we could start kind of pulling back a little bit on the birthday spending it is starting to affect my finances how do you guys feel about that And I would even go as far to mention, you know, for my birthday, for example, I try to keep it a little bit cheaper. I still want to celebrate with you guys, but maybe could we do and then give them some examples, X, Y, Z, like a potluck dinner, or we'd have a picnic where we like make things together. So you're still spending time together, still doing really meaningful and fun things, but it's not breaking the bank. And I would assume most people are going to be on board with it and those that want to do something nicer are probably going to have to pick up that cost themselves like I would never be like hey guys let's go away to Waiheke Island do a bougie trip and expect everyone to pay for themselves if I was hanging out with friends that had clearly expressed that their budget was not in line with doing activities like that do you know what I mean I don't know. I just feel like if someone has ulterior motives to hanging out and like I was just in for like a chill like time, I don't know how I would feel about them bringing a potentially uncomfortable topic to the table. Like I think if you know your friends, you know exactly how they're going to react to a message about you know like having a night and having it be a little bit more purposeful from the get-go versus it getting wishy-washy with alcohol and like other things that people can misconstrue if you're not being 
purposeful about what you're about to say, especially if you feel passionate about it, because you can set a few boundaries. Just say she has five to seven like people in her group. Like if she's spending a grand, for example, that's like five to seven K every single year. Not to mention other life events that happen. Like what if some of her friends got married or engaged or like they're going to have babies and that adds to the expenses that you're or like social events that you have to chip into just because of societal expectations. So I think for me personally, coming from someone who loves clarity, I would like to just have a heads up about what, like if you have an issue or something that you've really been grappling with, like just letting me know what's up and then almost I can just come a little bit prepared, but that's probably a little bit of social anxiety coming out. I just want to give an example of something me and my friends do. My friend group that is, when I used to live in Hamilton, so not with Sonia, we had this sort of idea where we would start going out to dinners and hanging out and that started to get expensive and we were all work colleagues. So it's not like we weren't, you know, earning money. It's not like we were students, but going out for dinners, it started to add up and I wanted to save up for a house. My friend wanted to save up for a home and the other friend, actually, I guess all three of us at some point, but not at the same time, were trying to save up for homes. So it was a conversation that we were all kind of feeling in the back of our heads where we would start to go, hey, let's start meeting up at home and maybe just get like takeouts or McDonald's and eat at home. And then that transitioned into okay, that's a little bit expensive. And it became, hey, let's start cooking meals at home together and just having like a potluck where everyone brings their own dish and it's not as expensive. Someone does dessert, someone does dinner, someone does like an entree. And that worked out and we ended up being able to lower our expenses. And it was not like one person had to say, hey, this is too costly. But I think we all started to feel that way. So you might not even realize that maybe some of your friends in that group are also uncomfortable spending a thousand dollars and someone just needs to speak up. And when you do speak up, you might be surprised. Everyone might be like, actually, yeah, this is kind of pricey. And they might be all on the same page. Like I think we're thinking of the worst case scenario here where you don't get invited to things and you don't get to bond with your friends, but who's to say that they're not feeling the exact same way as you? I 100% agree. We always have a tendency to think of the worst case scenario about like how conversations and stuff would go. I had a similar experience when I did my low buy year. I genuinely thought I was going to experience all this FOMO, but as soon as I communicated to my friends, hey, this is something that I want to do, they were all for it and encouraging and even like put steps in place for me to be more disciplined. I feel like I sound like a broken record about my like learns with the low buy year, but you really learn how to appreciate people and show your appreciation and love without gift giving or without spending a whole lot of money. I really prioritized like quality time and acts of service within that year for my friends and I feel like they appreciated that even more again if you know your friends they'll know what you appreciate in a sense what we're trying to say is you know if you don't feel comfortable having that straightforward conversation right off the bat put feelers out there and try to introduce money maybe in a humorous way in a light easy way to see what people's reactions are I think sim 
and I where we disagree is like how we preface the conversation so for personally for me with how I like to be communicated it's I need you to preface what the conversation is going to be about if you have an ulterior motive to have a more serious conversation if it's light work then that's fine and that's on anxiety and then Sim (laughs) thinks that it could potentially be awkward being like hey I want to talk about money in the group chat but again I don't think you need to word it that way um let us know how you go and how the conversation goes i hope our stories on how we had to change because of the goals that we wanted to hit and if you have a sticky money situation you want answered email us a voice memo at hello at girls that invest with the title sticky money story and you may just be featured on next week's episode To finish off our disclaimer, so Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence.